Hey guys, today on the podcast we have Carly Santoro. Um, Carly is a four-time All-Ohio in basketball, three-time All-Ohio in softball. Um, absolute stud. She played college basketball at Bowling Green um, and then took a grad transfer to Ohio State. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about playing for her dad in high school at Bellevue, um, her experiences in college and the relationships she built, and also uh, her family's loyalty to grilled cheese sandwiches. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today my guest is Carly Santoro. Carly, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. So what are you up to uh, currently? What do you got going on? So right now I'm finishing up my master's at Ohio State. I have a couple of weeks left. I'm finishing my thesis. And then once I graduate with my master's, I'll be moving to Finley and start teaching uh, six through eight as a hearing impaired intervention specialist. So I'll be working with the deaf and hard of hearing students. Wow, good for you. What, uh, how detailed is this thesis? Is that, are you enjoying that? Is that pretty fun? Um, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it. It's just, you know, it's busy work at this point. I'm just so ready to be done with my master's and kind of move on. I mean, as I think I'm going to start my doctorate in about two years. So, you really? know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good yep, deal. So good deal. I'll have to do a dissertation, but just getting, grinding it through. Good deal. Um, so obviously the, uh, the Santoro family, uh, stud athletes, um, always involved in sports. Describe your experience a little bit, uh, you know, playing in sports or being around sports, I should say, as a kid um, up there in Bellevue. Bellevue is a very uh, small town, small community that's very sport oriented. So ever since I've been a young kid, that's all I've ever known. My dad has always coached. I've wanted to do everything that my older brother has done. So ever since I've been able to walk, I just have played sports. So it's really shaped me and as shaped me as a person as who I am today. So I couldn't, I want to be who I am without it. Yeah, good deal. Uh, how important is it, you kind of alluded to a little bit, uh, to have a strong support system from your family? Because, you know, there's tons of stories out there of this person that made it and came from nothing. But um, obviously there's, you know, situations where a great support system and you, you still don't make it. How important was that for you? My support system is awesome. You know, every single basketball game from junior high to college, I've had my grandparents, my parents, my sisters, my aunts, my uncles, my great aunts, my great aunt, uh, great uncles. You know, you name it, they were at the game. You know, there's times last year at Ohio State where I'd have 40, 50 people come into a game just making that drive. So it's just been awesome just to have a, that support system. It was just awesome to look up in the stands and see them there. I feel like every single game I saw someone new and it just made me want to play even better. So it was just cool to go to games and see that. But if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am today either. They come to every game, whether if I played good or played bad, they were there to be with me after the game. And it just made it even better. That's awesome. So is it one of those things where you got that many people, which is obviously helps with you, like you said, your, your whole you know morale. But if you have a game where you struggle, uh, you know, do they come over and be like, hey, good job, but man, you should have done this, you should have done that. Did they ever hit you up with that? Oh, absolutely. I feel like, oh, especially my dad. I Most of the times after games, I didn't even want to talk to my dad. You know, it was like, 
you know play by play what I should have done and what I shouldn't have done but I was just like dad I don't want to hear it I already heard it from coach I don't need to hear from you too but there I was times I remember last year um this family from Bellevue came to my game and I remember like I airballed a three or something and this first thing this little kid said to me was like you know you played good but the airball three made it terrible and I was like oh thanks dude (laughs) you're like oh you noticed that yeah I did too (laughs) good deal uh so you know, you spoke of your, your father already. What are some pros and cons of being coached by your dad? Um, I cannot really say of many cons. I'd say it's mostly pros. Um, throughout high school, I had a I only played for him for one year, which was really awesome. It was my senior year. I just think it was so awesome to be able to play for my dad. Um, you know, he's not only my father, but he was my coach too. And we kept that boundary and that relationship at practice. I was going to respect him day in and day out, and he was going to do the same to me. But he knew that every single day he was going to get the best out of me, and I was going to be a leader, a leader for him. But I think just being his daughter and being able to start his first season off as a head coach and, like, just break that many records in one year with him, we would be able to make – we were able to break – like three or four records, but I think the con was when if I ever the one game we lost my senior year, uh, it or it was awful. I did not want to come home that day. I remember I went and stayed at my grandparents' house because he was so mad at me that we lost, and he was like, "You're making my record bad." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's only one game." <laughs> but it's saying, okay. you, you guys were uh, regional runners up, right? Yeah, so we lost our second game of regular season. My senior year and then regional finals so you know that second game kind of set the tone for the rest of the year I just felt how my dad was so mad at me I couldn't do it again (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's not you it's me I just got to get away from you for a minute right yeah exactly (laughs) awesome uh so let's go to uh fast forward to college here uh what was your experience like in college uh you know some people are going to say high school was the the greatest time of your life and obviously for you setting a ton of records and being successful not only individually, but as a team. Uh, but what, what were some major adjustments for you going from Bellevue to Bowling Green? Obviously, Bellevue was awesome. We had an awesome community fan base. So going from Bellevue to BG, I just think the first thing that I really had to do there was build a lot of relationships. I think my favorite thing as a Bellevue alum was going to games and just seeing like so many people that have supported us for years in and year out every single game. So building that relationship with uh, the fans at BG and Ohio State, I think was my biggest adjustment because I just wanted to, I love making connections with everybody that I could, especially alumni, the fans, boosters. And then another big adjustment was obviously just getting uh, used to the pace of the game. I think I was, I think I'm playing AAU and everything that I could have done has really helped, really helped me, but just still taking that step and just like learning. I feel like as a freshman, you learn so much in your mind is just like all over the place. So learning everything, the ins and the outs, but thankfully I was surrounded by some really awesome people that made the transition very easy that I wasn't, it, I didn't get down on myself too much. It was just, you know, another day, just keep pushing. You're going to do it. Yeah. You got to be pretty mentally tough, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's days that you just wanted to be like, oh my gosh, this is awful. But at the end of the day, (laughs) another day, you got to get up and do it. (laughs) Absolutely. So what advice would you give your younger self then? Uh, You know, Carly as a freshman coming and what would you tell her? Uh, Definitely that, you know, there's going to be hard days, but at the end of the day, you made it through and the next day is going to be better than next and just keep pushing and just work harder than you did the previous day before that. Okay. Good deal. Uh, So how would sports, um, obviously a, a three-sport athlete in high school, 
Um, and, you know, obviously, like we've already talked, playing college sports, college basketball. Uh, so how have sports provided you with relationships that you've got, you know, currently today and lifelong friends? Yeah, I've made so many awesome people, connections, just through sports alone. Um, I feel like I just have made a lot of people that have supported me, um, helped me get jobs, helped me do this, do that. Um, you know, there's this a term, Buckeye for life. And once now, when I was applying for jobs this spring, I just texted my athletic director at Ohio State. I was like, hey, um, I'm looking for jobs. Can you help me out? And she sent me up with a bunch of schools. So just because of the connections I was able to make within sports um, has really set me up. And I made a lot of awesome lifelong friends. I think some of these are like some of the best friends that I've had. So my actually one of my best friends, her name is Maddie Cole. She played with me at BG and then she ironically is at Ohio State living with me too. So because of basketball, I, she was with me at BG and Ohio State, which is really awesome too. That's really cool. That was really cool. Um, so we all have those moments of, you know, greatness, whether it's a uh, really is greatness or we think it is, you know, the older we get, the better we were. Uh, but also we have those most embarrassing moments. Uh, what would you say would be a, a top embarrassing moment for you as an athlete in high school or college? So I actually was with my parents at dinner and my brother last Friday. And I was like, ask him, uh, we, we kind of came on topic with this. And I was like, guys, what's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in a game? And, you know, they had like 500 and they just started roasting me. My brother was like, oh, Carly, you're just so famous for shooting, shooting one off the backboard every single game. Like, if you're at a game, like, you knew that was going to happen. I was like, that never happened. He's like, no, like, I can tell you, count on my hand every single game that you've done that. So they like to say that's my most embarrassing. But my I think this is an embarrassing, but it's my favorite memory ever was I was in uh, fifth grade, I was playing with the sixth grade girls, my dad was coaching us. And we were playing awful, like terrible. And he was like, he called a timeout and he called us over. He was like, get down and give me 10 push-ups right now. So in the middle of the basketball game, when we were in fifth and sixth grade, we started busting out push-ups in front of everybody. <laughs> so now that's like the biggest joke with all my friends. It's like, oh my gosh, was, is Corey going to call a timeout and make us do push-ups? Like, I hope not today. <laughs> but that's <my> favorite. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your uh, decision coming out of high school to commit to Bowling Green to play basketball. Uh, can you recall that specific moment of, you know, when you knew it was going to be BG? So I tore my ACL my sophomore year of high school. And when I tore my ACL, a lot of schools backed off and the schools that backed off, I knew that I didn't want to go to that school just because if you're not going to recruit me, during my ACL and some of the lowest points, I don't want to go go to you. I kind of knew where you stood and understand, you know, it wasn't, you weren't in for the long haul. So I wanted to go to a school that really recruited me through the whole process. Ironically enough, BG was not a school that um, uh, recruited me through the entire process. They recruited me after my ACL. So wow. they actually came to one of my games, like my first game of my junior year, and I was actually playing against a BG recruit. And I think I had like, 35 points on her it was like my second game right after I came off my ACL and that same night my the head coach at the time called and uh, offered me a full ride and I was like oh wow this is so awesome so throughout the entire year they ended up being 30 and 5 that year they beat Michigan they beat Ohio State I think like Purdue made it to the Sweet 16 and the WNIT had a really 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 awesome year 
And um, my dad sat me down because him and I both knew that I was going to go there. And he's like, hey, um, listen here, you're not allowed to play uh, softball or you're not allowed to play AAU until you commit to a college. Like you need to commit now. And I was like, oh, are you serious? Like, you can't do this to me. Like, I know you're joking with me. He's like, no, you're not, you're not playing anything until you commit to a college. So then I was like, okay, BG it is. So then I committed the next day. Oh, wow. <laughs> to my dad for like kind of telling me you had to do it. But I was, I mean, obviously it's a big commitment, but it's, it's a joke. We're like, dad, you made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so is he just wanting you to uh, kind of make the decision to move on with high school sports? Um, well, a lot of, a lot of, te or like a lot of people that were recruiting me at the time were kind of nervous that I was still playing softball after my ACL. Gotcha. They didn't want me, they didn't want me to, but you know, me being stubborn and being a high school kid, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm playing softball. I don't care. Sure. I'm doing it. So I committed and I was like, dad, I've committed. I'm playing. You're, you can't tell me I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what other visits, uh, you know, who else was it, uh, it you know, as far as, going to college, you know, for basketball, obviously BG is what you decided on. Who else was, you know, second, third on your list? That's always a hard question. A lot of people ask me this, but I started taking college visits. I got my like first offers when I was in eighth grade. So I started visiting schools when I was in eighth grade, which is really crazy. So I've, I feel like I visited like every school you can imagine. But I mean, a lot of schools that were in the MAC, I love the MAC conference. It's a very high level of play. And I tell my sister this all the time. I was like, you are getting in the best college basketball, mid-major college basketball conference. And um, I just love like everything about the MAC. So I visited mostly MAC schools, so like Toledo, BG, Kent State, um, Miami of Ohio. Like I just don't even remember, but a lot of those schools and um, ultimately it just came down to a program that had just a, like a bunch of traditions and that's why I love BG because you know like when Kurt Miller was there he did so many awesome things they were in the NCAA Sweet 16 did this this and this and that was so intriguing to me to go to a program that was just awesome like that. Good deal um, so that's the good stuff and then you end up transferring from Bowling Green to Ohio State what went into that decision was that a grad transfer type of deal? Yeah it was a grad transfer um there was a lot of things that happened um, at, during my time at BG that um, I wasn't really being able to be bettered as a player that I just wanted to, you know, take that next step, next step in my game. My last year, I wanted to have the opportunity to win. I wanted to have the opportunity to, to you know, go expand upon everything that I was given the, the first three years. You know, I wouldn't trade my time at BG for the world. It was awesome. I met awesome people, made a lot of connections, did a lot of great things. Um, but I just felt like it was just that time I was ready to move on. I was able to graduate. I finished my undergrad in three years. So I was like, okay, I kind of sat down with my parents halfway through the season. I was like, listen, I kind of want to transfer. I don't know if I like it's if it's right. And then my dad was like, I just think you need to go for it. So when I decided to transfer, that was the craziest couple weeks of my life. I like it was, I think I had every school that you could imagine reach out to me. So when I was deciding, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. But I only visited two schools. I wanted to play for a male coach and I wanted to have an opportunity to play. Those were my only two stipulations that when I was looking for a school. So um, it came down to Ohio State. I only visited Ohio State and Florida Gulf Coast. And the reason why I chose Ohio State was because 
They were paying for my entire master's until I was done. So even though this year I wasn't on the basketball team, they still paid for my entire master's program, which was hard to turn down. And to um, Coach McGuff and Coach Patrick, they were phenomenal on my visit. They won me over, hands down. Just they knew their basketball. They were awesome people. Um, knew, their, knew their X's and O's, knew the ins and outs of basketball, and I just didn't want to play for anybody else. Good deal. That's awesome. Uh, so when you do a grad transfer, as far as the uh, the visits goes, it just a, I mean, is it the same setup as uh, visiting when you're in high school? Yeah, it's the same setup. Um, I only took one official visit, and that's to Florida Gulf Coast. Um, they're always awesome every single year. You know, I was like, I kind of came home from my visit. I was like, Mom, I think I'm going here. Like, you can't <laughs> otherwise. And she's like, Carly, I really think you should sit down. Because my dad didn't go on the visit. She's like, I really think you should sit down and talk to your father. And then my dad was like, Carly, you know you're going to be a Buckeye. Like, don't even play these games. And I'm like, and so then I came home, like, I actually had, like, an exam that day I came back from Florida, and I took my exam, and I called my dad, and I was like, Dad, I think you're right. I think I'm going to Ohio State, and I committed, like, an hour later, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Dad, I'm convinced my dad knows best. He always tells me, like, Carly, you're going to do this. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, and then, ironically enough, I always do what he says I'm going to do, so <laughs> I listen to him in the long run. <laughs> Good deal. So, so now that, uh, you know, the college days are, are over, are you definitely going to be planning on coaching some sport? You're probably going to be in ba uh, involved with coaching basketball? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously sports and basketball and everything in between has always been a huge part of my life. And I just want to be able to give back to the sports that has given me so many opportunities. And I just love being around kids, helping them. I mean, I work out with kids in the summer, and I just think it's so awesome to build those connections with them and see them grow as they started from young to now. So obviously, love, I love coaching, and I love being around kids. So putting those two together, you just can't go wrong. Good deal. Um, which coaches besides your, your father have really helped you personally and athletically? Oh, my gosh. This is such a hard question because I feel like I could say something about each coach. But I think two of my like favorite coaches I can say I would say her name was coach Jesse she coached me at BG and coach Patrick Klein he coached he coached me last year at Ohio State coach Jesse was only there my sophomore and junior year and she was awesome um there's a lot of times where like I just went to her when I was like struggling there's times where I had terrible shooting slumps and you know she would talk me out of the hole but um and then when I transferred she um actually got the head coaching job at Tiffany University and through that we became really really good friends you know now she's not just my was not my coach she's like my mentor and a really good friend and then Patrick Klein last year he took me under his wing every single morning he worked out with me for an hour before every single practice and every before every single game wow. and um you know just helped me take that game my game to a next the next level that I was wanting to in my last year and you know sat down and watched film with me all the time and just made sure that I was ready and ready to go every single day and thankful for those two I was able to do was able to accomplish a lot with them good deal uh did you have any rituals before or after games um I was superstitious in high school but when I got to college I wasn't in high school I had to eat grilled cheese with my dad before every game. Really? Like we, we had to sit down and have grilled cheese and pickles. That was our pregame meal. Um, and actually, ironically enough, too, my little sisters still carry that tradition out today. So ever since I've been in high school, 
my sisters and my dad have done that. So that is like seven years in a row. They ha- my dad has had grilled cheese before every single game. Really? So it had to have been awkward though, your senior year after that first loss, right? That next oh, game? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you, we better win this. I'm like, okay, dad, grilled cheese is fine. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Um, who is Carly Santoro outside of sports? This may be a pretty difficult question for you to answer. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never really thought about this question, but obviously I'm just kind of like a dedicated, loving person. I just love being around people, making them laugh, making them smile and just doing anything to help anybody. I just love helping people. Like I just, you know, just seeing a smile on someone's face at the end of the day is just something that I love. So I think that's why I'm going into education is people always tell me I have a huge heart. So I just love helping people and seeing them smile. Good deal. Um, so why, you know, explain why you think it's important uh, for not only young girls, but just kids in general uh, to get involved with sports at a young age. Yeah, I mean, sports shape you so much. You know, like you might not think it, even if you start at a young age and don't play it through high school and college, it still creates so many opportunities and friendships for you that you don't really necessarily think it is. And I think, too, the younger you start it and the more you're around it, you see you see and learn so many new things that you're able to try like I just rem- I just know ball girls when they're with us they're like oh my gosh you just be- did between the legs I'm gonna do between the legs like this is what we're doing today so I think it's so cool to see how especially like our little ball girls at Bellevue like these little girls idolize us so I think like when kids get involved at a young ages pick these people and just want to be exactly like them so it gives them awesome influences in their life. Absolutely. Uh, what is the last movie that made you cry and why? Um, A Star's Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I don't really go to the movies much, but that was one. And I just remember being in the movie theater with a bunch of my Ohio State teammates. And we were just sitting there like bawling our eyes out just because Bradley Cooper passed away in the movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert, right? Just in case. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, speaking of movie theaters, have you ever snuck food into a movie theater? If so, explain that experience. Yeah, candy. I feel like that's as like a young kid, that's all we used to do. Like, oh my gosh, we're gonna go to the Dollar General and get like a dollar candy <laughs> and put it in our purse. <laughs> yeah, guilty. Yeah, as boys, we wear like these huge like cargo shorts. You know, you have like a can of pop in one and. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Man, and you think like you're a rebel, like you're kind of breaking the law, but like you're not going to go to jail for it, you know? (laughs) And then you get in there and you're like taking the candy out so quietly to make sure nobody's hearing you. It's like everyone else has candy in here. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and you're like looking over your shoulder, making sure like the the right time, maybe it's starting to get loud in the movie and then you open up the stuff and unwrap it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 what would you say is your favorite fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A, hands down. So how long would you wait in line <laughs> for one of those trucks? I mean, those trucks are all over the place. They're all over the place. Yeah. How long would you wait in line? Or have you? How long have you waited in line? Um, okay, I'm very impatient with that stuff. Like, if I'm really hungry, like, I don't want to wait long. But if I'm not that hungry, I'll wait. 10 minutes max. That's probably oh, really? <laughs> so you're never getting, you're never getting Chick-fil-A then. 
No, but I feel like the Chick-fil-A lines move pretty fast. Or I do like the mobile order. Or when I was in Columbus, I did Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I got it. Yeah, I had it down to a T. <laughs> Good deal. Well, Carly, thanks a lot for being on the podcast and best of luck to you in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast.